0: This is Soledad O'Brien, and you're listening to Five Questions with Dan Schaubel.
1: You're listening to the Five Questions podcast, and I'm your host, Dan Shawbell. In fewer than 10 minutes, my goal is to extract the best advice from the world's smartest and most interesting people by asking them just five questions. My guest today is documentarian, journalist, and co-host of Everyday Wealth, Soledad O'Brien. Soledad has anchored shows on CNN, MSNBC, and NBC and hosted projects for Fox and A&E. She is the CEO of Soledad O'Brien Productions, a multi-platform media production company, and co-hosts the Everyday Wealth radio show with Gene Chatsky where they help people achieve their financial goals. We talk about her inspiring career journey and commitment to helping others manage their finances during this podcast episode. Soledad, welcome to Five Questions. Thanks. Thanks for having me. What did you learn from your parents that allowed you to persevere and make a name for yourself?
0: I think what I learned from my parents, who were both immigrants to this country, so I'm a first-generation American, is sort of this kind of boring idea of putting your head down and kind of working through challenges often can be very successful. I think often immigrants suck up a lot. My parents moved to a community that wasn't very diverse. But this idea of suck it up and just get through it, I think, is a really valuable Valuable lesson to learn early
1: on. We all get frustrated from time to time. And it's not bad to complain. But at the end of the day, complaining is not going to solve the problems in life. As you know, from a work life perspective, it's about problem solving. While many people make New Year's resolutions, only 9% actually keep them to the end of the year. What are some of your resolutions and how are you committed to seeing them through?
0: I make easily 30 resolutions a year. New Year's is my favorite holiday. My husband is in that 9% where he has, he has a list for the last, we've been married 26 years. So he has a list from every single year of the resolutions he made, and then he grades how he did in tracking them. I think I do a pretty good job because my resolutions are kind of broad. I try to eat better. I try to get more exercise. And I put in the middle step of how do you think about how to get there, right? It can't just be a version of wishful thinking. It has to have the element that's the act that makes the result happen. So I think I'm pretty good at structuring them. Uh, Often, you know, resolutions this year, for me, a financial resolution was to get organized around my money. You know, that was a big part of the reason for working with Gene Chatsky on the show that we're doing, uh, Everyday Wealth, was like, how do you get people to whatever they resolve? You want to buy a house? Okay. But you can't sit here and be like, oh, I want to buy a house. Fingers crossed. It has to be. So what's step one? What's step two? What's step 99? There go. Go buy your house. Getting people along that path.
1: That makes a lot of sense and actually every study I see on you know, financial wellness and some of the pain points that people encountered over the past two years, especially it's really money problems, health problems, a lot of that has to do with money, relationships, a lot of that has to do with money. So money becomes a big foundation for a lot of the issues that people have not having enough. I think it's great what you're doing because the earlier, you know, it is that people figure out how to manage that money, the better off they'll be.
0: I don't always think it's money, the money problem. I think it's how we think about money that's the problem you don't communicate about it you don't lay out your goals because sometimes the real issue is that people have very different visions about the money whether it's a lot You know, that they have to deal with, or not enough that they have to deal with. It's really more about how they're thinking about it. That's the problem.
1: Well said. And aside from being a journalist and a documentarian, you're involved in other projects that focus on empowering people using the right financial tools so that they can succeed. How did you overcome your own financial challenges? And what did you learn from that process that can help others?
0: I think what you described as nobody really being financially literate was a very good description of how I was. My parents were solidly middle class, and I had five brothers and sisters. So classic, we were never wanting for anything, but my mother would rather die than buy a pair of Jordache jeans. They're too tight anyway. No one needs to be wearing that, but also they're $78. And if I wanted to buy something, I had to pay for it myself. So on one hand, I was very good at understanding if I wanted money and if I wanted something, I was going to have to work for it. I think issues though, were, I didn't really understand what it meant to buy stuff on credit. Like really, really, I wasn't super organized about what I was buying, what I was spending, where my money was coming from, what was I saving for? So I learned some hard lessons, um, you know, just messiness and couldn't get stuff that I wanted to do, couldn't do the things that I wanted to do. And, and again, I guess I think I really started thinking about what can money do for you? What do you want? How do you want to live? Um, that to me was really probably a big breakthrough around finance thinking about it that way the
1: way you're describing money right now is it's an enabler and i think that one of the things that you got growing up that i did as well my first job i was it was a service level job when i was 13 years old if you can have a job when you're younger you can really understand that money is not only an enabler but you have to work for it and it's not easy especially in the service industry by not only seeing your parents work hard but actually working hard yourself that really gives you a really good grasp on what money is and what it can do and that it's not going to just fall from a tree most of your career is really about shining the light on topics that you care about and coming out with documentaries and commentary and promoting tools and to be able to help solve these issues and raise awareness for them. So some of the issues that you're tackling now is around education and gender equality. Why are these so important to you?
0: I think because it's brutally unfair and there's a very clear record of facts about why things are why they are. I know we like to say like black wealth. I don't know. It just seems like black people have less money. You're like, okay, <laughs> let's take a look back at history and understand how we got where we are. Let's talk about some of those things that are incredibly unjust. I like to kind of undergird this history and the facts around like, this is why we are where we are. It's not just happenstance. And so the same is true in gender equality. This, you know, for a lot of issues, understanding the history gives you a lot of insight about kind of like what America has been like for lots of different people. And I also run with my husband, a very small foundation. We send girls, girls to school and helping them understand like that's how it was. This is why. So then let's talk about why owning a house as maybe a very important asset is critical and making sure that your uh, credit score is good and and figuring out how to save money and even figuring out what kind of job you need to have for the life you think you're going to be living. You know, those are very tactical strategies that I think often people don't think about. But I think it's important for people to understand true history and how it plays out into what we see and live today.
1: Yeah, it's not only the storytelling, but it's also the hard data too, and the combination of both. It's hard to uh, go against that. But I also think that just making money isn't enough. Like you're saying, you also have to manage the money and invest the money because you see all these people who win the lottery and then they become broke again because there was luck there. But there wasn't the mindset or education or ability to know how to invest it to maintain it? And what's your best piece of career advice?
0: Oh my gosh, I've had so many, but I think the biggest one is kind of how we started, which is people underestimate the value of putting your head down and just working hard. Right. There's a whole bunch of advice around your brand and how to think about yourself. And really, at the end of the day, I find I like to hire people who work hard, who turn around when they make a mistake and say, I screwed this up. How do I fix it? And who just show up every day, day after day after day, trying to get better and do a good job. Like I love that employee. So I think sometimes my advice is like, just put your head down and work really hard every day every single day, that will get you very, very far. And I know it doesn't sound sexy, so I don't think people talk about it enough, but it's like really good advice. You know, I hired, I remember we were in, um, I think I was at MSNBC and there was breaking news and I had one of the interns sit in front of me because my computer wasn't working and I was on the desk anchoring and she would just print out updated stories over and over, like an unbelievable, like super, super, just amazing production assistant. And they were all, you know, rotated through. So they lasted for about nine or 10 months. And at the end, like we hired her. I was like, that was amazing. And and didn't say hey, it's been six hours and I've been sitting here. She was like, as long as you're sitting in the anchor chair, I will be sitting here. She was unbelievable. And literally at the end of her shift, which was about 12 hours, I was like, would you like to work here full time? You're amazing. And that actually happens not infrequently, where people just show what they're made of. They work really hard and people turn around and say, wow, that was great. We want you to be part of our team.
1: Thank you so much for sharing your wisdom, Soledad. To follow her journey, you can listen to Everyday Wealth and find her on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, where she shares her conversations, appearances, advice, and projects. To watch the full extended video version of this episode, go to youtube.com slash Dan And please remember to rate and review the Five Questions podcast on iTunes.